Welcome to Global Impact. I'm your host, Michael Bosicu. Well, today we're going to be talking about food, but not food alone, of course, but in the context of the COVID-19 pandemic and what our kind of new normal would look like afterwards with uh, different uh, roles and regulations in place. Trust me, we have a very special guest, and this is a conversation that you will not want to miss. So please stay tuned. Guy at Table 7 said if he wanted it cremated, he wouldn't have asked for it rare. That is rare. Apparently not rare enough. Any rarer to walk out of here and hail a cab. Look, these are ad agency people. They spend a lot of money here. No tantrums tonight. Just fire another one. All right, one rare steak on the fly. Rare steak on the fly. Where's the lamb for six? Has a crave. Great, Chef. Pick up. Shireen Capaccio. Asshole on seven again. He wants to know whether you've ever seen a rare steak before. Rare enough for you? Are you out of your mind? Yeah, that's why I'm in therapy. I'm so sorry. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll get you a new tablecloth. Oh no, please let me take care of that. I wish there was a cookbook for life, you know, with recipes telling us exactly what to do. I wish there was a cookbook for life with recipes telling us exactly what to do. Well, of course, that was one of the famous uh, quotes from the movie No Reservations, starting Catherine Zeta-Jones playing Chef Kate Armstrong in the very tumultuous uh, world of a high-end New York restaurant. And the scene we just played uh, portrays Chef Armstrong being thrown into a complete uh, tantrum after a very demanding uh, guest um, returns a raw steak, not once, but twice. And then she decides to teach him a lesson by bringing a totally uncooked steak on a long fork planted right in the middle of his table, and then storms out after resigning. The uh, kind of subtitle of No Reservations is Life Isn't Always to Order. And I'm sure many, many restaurant owners and chefs the world over are feeling exactly that that way right now, not really having a playbook or a cookbook, if you will, to emerge from the COVID-19 lockdowns, which have forced many restaurants to close for several weeks, put many staff on furlough and really cut back. And now, as they're emerging, they're having to face the whole host of challenges from physical distancing to new hygiene rules. It's um, tough, very, very tough for a sector which was already pre-COVID-19 operating on razor-thin margins. So I thought... You know, in the spirit of um, global impact, stepping back in a way from the pandemic, from the normal stats and headlines and looking at the wider picture, uh, what better um, guest to have invite onto the show than Canadian celebrity award-winning chef uh, David Hawksworth. We managed to track him down in Vancouver, which of course is his base with uh, uh, his two uh, famous restaurants, uh, including the flagship restaurant named after, after him, Hawksworth. And um, 
what I really liked about uh, being able to talk to David is really this is someone who's a really patriotic Canadian and very passionate about what he does so much so that he says he really feels he has the ability to compete with any restaurant in the world. And that kind of ambition has been backed up by the many accolades and awards he's received, including from Air Canada on Route magazine, um, Restaurant of the Year. He's got Chef of the Year. And uh, fellow chefs have really complimented his uh, cuisine, calling it, among other things, highly refined, very sophisticated, elegant, colorful, whimsical, and glamorous. So really, when it comes to um, creating contemporary Canadian cuisine, David Hawksworth owns the podium. And uh, one more interesting kind of factoid about David that goes to show you how passionate he is about what he does is uh, he works very, very hard to um, uh, make the Canadian food scene more vibrant and dynamic. And that he does through his scholarship program for young aspiring Canadian chefs, uh, which he uh, awards uh, every year with a uh, monetary prize, but also a internship in um, many, many fine restaurants around the world. So we're going to go ahead and talk to my friend, who I'm privileged to know, Chef David Hawksworth. Alrighty, uh, award-winning uh, Canadian chef David Hawksworth is with us today. Thank you so much for coming on to Global Impact. Yeah, well, thank you uh, for the invite. Not a problem. You're right across the water from me. I'm on Vancouver Island and you are in Vancouver where um, your business, your restaurants are located. But David, tell me, how have you been coping kind of from a personal point of view under lockdown? Have you been stuck in the house and creating new culinary creations? How have you been passing the time? Oh, that does sound really nice. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, cooking and uh, enjoying and all that kind of stuff. But no, it's been... Um, uh, from the second it, uh, it kind of took over, uh, it's just been um, uh, at the restaurants, uh, closing them up, uh, mm -hmm. and then opening them back up. And, uh, you know, Nightingale really was, wasn't closed. Uh, you know, it basically, you know, went into um, takeout uh, pr pr as soon as we could. And, um, and, and so then, it, then that's, you know, seven days a week down there. Mm -hmm. uh, getting that uh, uh, the one bonus out of all of this is that I learned how to properly open up pizza dough um, you know at a consistent level right so it, uh -huh. it, it, it took about a thousand doughs and uh, <laughs> there, so yeah because I read that Nightingale's is doing your take-home pizza kits for families yeah yeah, yeah we um, uh, <clears throat> yeah we're just looking for some ways of kind of make you know you know, everybody now is like, you know, I mean, even more so is just focused in on, you know, the, the family and, and having dinner and, and, uh, mm -hmm. and everybody loves pizza, then, you know, it's, it's kind of fun thing to do to, um, you know, open up the dough and then try to, you know, you know, and cook it and the kids, kids love it. And um, mm -hmm. so, yeah, so that was kind of fun to do. Yeah. That's a cool idea. I haven't heard of anyone else doing that. And you don't need a wood-fired oven to do it at home? No, you can, you know, crank your oven. Uh, I went to the extreme. I bought a pizza oven. That's why Nightingale exists. But, uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, after years of going down to L.A. and, um, you know, we had some friends who were living there. And, and uh, we went to some restaurants that were, had a phenomenal pizza. And I, I've always loved pizza. Yeah. I mean, and, um, 
and uh, and then and just ended up uh, um, uh, opening up Nightingale through that, and then uh, you know, want really wanted to nail our pizza, I um, you know thing down, and and ended up buying a pizza oven and putting that in the backyard. That's a little extreme, <laughs> uh, but you can uh, you can sort of uh, jimmy your um, your oven to get it up to a very high temperature. And, uh, you know, that's a good way of, uh, of, of simulating um, a, a wood-fired pizza. Hmm. Can't wait to try it. I heard you can also do pizza on the barbecue, but it requires a lot of organization. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, that's half the fun of, uh, of, of trying to perfect something and trying to get it right. You know, it's, it's a little tr tricky when it comes to dinner time because you, you don't get a second chance, right? So, right, right. Uh, Okay, so for those who are not from Vancouver, you have uh, Hawksworth, your flagship uh, restaurant in the Georgia Hotel, um, Nightingale. Um, you have the uh, Bel Air Cafes. And I think I read something about a kitchen possibly at the airport, a kitchen restaurant. Yeah, well, I also do like, a, a, I'm the culinary partner for Air Canada. Yes. Uh, so, uh, you know, we design the food. Um, you know, for in-flight for the uh, the business class, and then there were, we were kind of helping operate two uh, lounges for them, and then um, uh, and then we were also on the verge. We're about six. We were well, we were very close to kind of opening up our restaurant in uh, YVR, mm -hmm. uh, and it was going to be called Hawksworth Kitchen. And that has taken a, uh, could be a two year hiatus. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're not exactly sure what's, what that's going to look like, um, you know, in, um, you know, down the road, but, uh, you know, we, I, I really want to do something like that. Um, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I, obviously I spent an inordinate amount of time in an airport, but, um, the, uh, you know, it just makes it the whole experience nicer if you can go have like a nice meal before you get on the plane. Um, and, um, you know, it would just be really nice. And it, and, and, and we had it in a domestic uh, departure. So it was, mm -hmm. was going to, all Canadians were going to see it. And it was, you know, big and we we're doing pizzas and salads and lots of fresh stuff. And wow. uh, yeah, so hopefully uh, that uh, we get to see that again. I really want to see that happen. Yeah, I hope so too. And, you know, with the, Airlines cutting back on in-flight service after the COVID-19 um, kind of shutdown could even be more worthwhile as a business model, I think. Yeah, you know, I, I you know, I'm constantly like from the moment I wake up, I'm like, okay, breakfast, mm -hmm. where's my lunch, where's dinner, what's happening tomorrow? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm always mm -hmm. thinking about like where the food's coming from. And, um, and then, you know, you, if you're getting on a plane and you're, you've got to be there, you know, a lot longer than, you know, you used to be able to like, I mean, you know, you, you could be there a few minutes before your yeah. flight. And, uh, but now it's like, you're there much more, you know, before then you've got the, you know, the battle of traffic in the city, wherever you're going. And it's, you know, it can be a long time mm -hmm. uh, before you get a, a nice meal. I get a little hangry uh, on occasion. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, so it would be really nice to see that happen. And, you know, so you could just have a nice normal meal and, and um and and get on with your travel yeah yeah okay so tell me um the lockdown COVID 19 lockdown how did that affect your business wise so i understand you've reopened uh 
your flagship restaurant, uh, Hugsworth, only yesterday, was it? Yeah. 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 Uh, well, okay, uh, on Saturday. Yeah. Okay. So, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's really affected us. Um, you know, we've uh, had to let, you know, I had to lay off like 300 people and, wow. had, um, you know, we've maybe got a hundred back. Mm-hmm. I worry about, uh, you know, the other 200 that are just kind of out there. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then, I, um, and, you know, and sales are, uh, are half, a solid, wow. solidly in half. And, uh, but, but the landlords want full rent. Um, hmm. And uh, all my, all the other bills, you know, uh, it's all full price. And so it doesn't look great. Gosh. Um, and uh, David, have you been able to take advantage of any of the government support, either for wages or rent or anything like that? Uh, yeah, the rent's a tricky one, right? Because the, uh, I mean, definitely with the wages that's helped. And I think Canada's done a good job with, uh, mm-hmm. with that. Um, you know, I, I, it would, it, it'd be very interesting to see. Um, uh, I haven't been able to, I, I've spoken to a few people in the U S about, uh, what's going on down there. There, there seemed to be a quite a bit of money floating around, uh, in the, in the very beginning. Uh, you have to be fast to get it. Yep. Um, um, you know, but, uh, you know, with the rent here, uh, it's, um, you know, the landlords, the, the landlords want their full rent basically. Mm-hmm. So, um, I will leave it at that and you can read right into that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I, I'm, yeah, it's, um, I, I don't know what's going to happen because I mean, the leases will have to get rewritten. I don't know how commercial real estate will kind of look at that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know if, if they could do a, uh, uh, an amendment to leases and just say, okay, well, you know, uh, we're going to lower the rent for the next year and we're going to put it at this and then we'll go back after a year. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. Cause it has such catastrophic effects on, on the prices of real estate and what people owe money. And, you know, it's, it's all very, um, complex. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, Sorry, we, we should explain to people too that your flagship is in a hotel and hotels aren't doing very well right now. Presumably a lot of your customers came from people staying in the hotel, correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. But we, I was born here and uh, I, I came, I, was, I worked in Europe for 10 years from, mm-hmm. 20, from the age of 20 to 30 at, at kind of like two and three Michelin star restaurants. Um, and... Um, and, but I'm, I was born and raised here, but I spent a, a lot of time in the UK. My, my, my mom's from Hull, my dad's from London and, um, it, you know, it's my second home. And so, mm-hmm. um, the, um, yeah. And, and, and so, you know, wanted to come back here and open up this, uh, this restaurant. Yeah. It's, it's at the hotel, but we had a huge following because I'm from Vancouver. Right. Right. And, so, you know, the, the great thing about being in the hotel was is that you, you did get a bonus kind of like 20 or 30 covers a night mm-hmm. um, or, or during the day. 
Um, but um, working uh, with, uh, you know, my partners used to own the hotel and then they sold it. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm still there. Uh, it, that, it comes, that comes with a lot of challenges. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> um, uh, and so, uh, you know, yeah, I wouldn't want to be in the hotel world uh, right now because yeah. uh, they're toast for a very long time. Yeah. And this has obviously been a very difficult, challenging time for policymakers, mayors and uh, premiers and so on. Have you, in, at least in Vancouver where you operate, have you seen much creativity from that side? And what I mean is, you know, in some cities, they've been putting in more space for outdoor seating. They've been relaxing the rules um, so you can be more flexible. Has that uh, worked for you? Has that helped you at all? Well, I mean, I want to briefly touch on, uh, I think one of the biggest scandals possibly out there ever mm -hmm. in the restaurant world is that in British Columbia, Restaurants get charged um, retail prices for alcohol. Hmm. So um, you, Michael, go into the store and buy your bottle of, uh, of uh, uh, I don't know what your... Uh, you know, Okanagan, some Okanagan red, uh, well, burring owl. <laughs> burring owl, perfect. Blue Mountain or uh, Painted Rock or something like that. You mm -hmm. go in there and then so, you know, you buy, uh, you know, maybe a hundred bottles a year. And then I buy a million dollars a year in alcohol, mm -hmm. but we mm -hmm. pay the same price. Wow. And, but then I've got to add a markup on top of that because I've got to pay every for everything. I mean, the, the margins are in, incredibly thin, right? Like, you know, last year, the, the amount of money we lost at Hawksworth was just chaos because of, of the, there was a strike in the hotel. And so we, I remember, yeah, we suffered uh, huge for that. And um, but the, um, so we have to pay retail prices. We have to mark it up so people kind of know what, you know, uh, or they can just look on the on the website as they're sitting there and going, well, I can walk into the our, the store just around the corner. I can buy that bottle for 40 why are you charging me 85 dollars or 80 yeah. or whatever yeah. you know and i'm like well it, and it um so i don't want to charge double but mm -hmm. i have to and then um but can you imagine if you were another another company uh, uh, just uh you know it could be anything but a, a painter but the painter had to buy all his of his paint from a from from the government and he was getting charged an astronomical price mm -hmm, for it. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's scandalous what they're doing. And, and you know, so I've been on them to, and, and others for years and years, like we need to, because, you know, if I walked in and was gonna spend a million dollars in tires, you know, the, the Michelin company or whoever it was, mm -hmm. would roll out the red carpet, right? But, you know, we get, we get, charged retail prices, treated like crap. And then, um, and you know, and we all just want to survive, right? Sure. But it's not like we're all driving around with Ferraris, right? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and hopefully, you know, the government here in, in British Columbia said that they're, they're gonna give us wholesale pricing, but really, if they don't, I can see 
almost the end of restaurants in in, wow. in DC. Like I mean, really, the the McDonald's and uh, you know, uh, and and some of the casual companies will survive. But I mean, other than that, like everybody's. My goodness. Yeah. And um, at least to help the Canadian wine industry as well, that would be helpful if they could be more flexible in pricing. Uh, we, we shouldn't be charging, a, you know, $150 for a, a, a great red wine from the Okanagan. I mean, agreed. Uh, it, it should be way more reasonable. And it's, uh, um, you know, the, the government here, and, and it's not the current government, it's, you know, years and years of this, but they're there's a certain amount of money that they're uh, uh, fixated or, or not fixated, but they need, you know, to operate the province and they've relied too heavily on this because, you know, people didn't really say anything for a long time, but like it's, um, uh, we'd love to be able to sell uh, and make it more reasonable for everybody, but, you know, and, and also and trying to make some money too, right? Like, right. I mean, you know, uh, you, there's lots of restaurants out, out there that might make one or 2% of their total sales. Mm -hmm. right? Well, I, I'd, I'd love to be in that position right now of, of making one or 2%. Yeah. You know, but uh, you know, not to be all dark, but it, it has been, uh, it, it's very challenging. And um, you know, with, with, uh, with no uh, conventions, no travel, no sporting events, uh, no concerts, um, it looks pretty dire. And no cruise ships either, right? Yeah, no, no. Oh, wow. Goodness. Well, um, yeah, don't get me going about the government because uh, it's interesting that during the whole lockdown, they didn't close down liquor stores here. But South Africa took that very good, that very difficult decision uh, to uh, ban alcohol because they knew it wouldn't work very well during lockdown. But anyway, it's... We're with you on that. Trust me. <laughs> but what what happened? What was the end result in South Africa? Well, they're still under lockdown, and uh, they banned uh, alcohol sales as well as tobacco. But what tends to happen is things go underground or black market. But, well, uh, I guess, yeah, the amount of uh, you know moonshine you're going to be making is uh, you know that would be kind of interesting. That would be kind of fun to make. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, now. Um, I'm sure a lot of listeners want to know a little bit about you, <laughs> David yeah. Hawksworth. Um, I read that you wanted to become a fireman, but you become <laughs> a chef. So I, where I did where that come from? <laughs> I could have been retired by now. Yeah. I, I would have been fully retired. And, uh, but um, I used to live uh, near a fire station. And I think every uh, young boy out there <laughs> yeah. looks at, uh, um, looks in awe of the firemen on their fire truck. And, uh, and so I used to go hang out down there a little bit. And the, there is a, um, there is a picture floating around of me there where I was like about 10 or 11 years old. And I'm hanging out with the West Vancouver fire department where I lived for a few years. And, um, and then I was kind of offered, uh, I, you know, when I, they said, when I, you know, all you have to do is get your, uh, your, your your scuba ticket and your uh, mm -hmm. your your uh, you know heavy truck license and uh, we'll we'll get you in there. Don't worry about it. So uh, I was going to do that, and then uh, I just you know talked more about it. It was, and it, I think the the misconception was is that you know basically firefighters 
deal mostly with motor vehicle accidents. I was like, mm -hmm. eh, I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. So, um, um, uh, yeah, so I, but I'd always been interested in cooking. I'd always loved food. I always, some of my, you know, my fond, my fondest memories are all around food. And, mm -hmm. uh, and, and my, 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 I spent a lot of time with my grandparents and my nan made everything from scratch. I mean, we didn't even have ketchup in the, in the fridge. Um, wow. and, uh, I mean, I, I grew up in England, but in Vancouver, right. <laughs> it was, um, yeah, there was no, uh, American mustard. There was, uh, um, it was all, I was basically, yeah, it was as fully English as you could get. And so mm -hmm. that came with some downside too, because, uh, you know, on a, on a Sunday roast, I could spread those, uh, I could spread the cauliflower and the Brussels sprouts on a piece of bread, like butter. They were so overcooked. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but you know, just, and my uncle was a chef in London. Um, and I just always, I, I, I like the creativity and the skill and then sort of like the, the precision of everything and um and it, it's like a, a giant tetris um mm -hmm. puzzle that you're kind of constantly it's constantly moving and you're you, you know it's not boring i could never sit in a you know uh in a at a computer and 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 do my uh you know a few hours a day i i couldn't do it, it I, it's, yeah so um um so i decided to get into chefing I did my apprenticeship here in Vancouver, then I, I moved over to the UK, and then I just went straight into uh, basically, uh, you know, uh, uh, World War II type thing. It was just mm -hmm. in a, uh, six days a week and, uh, um, you know, massive hours and, uh, you know, start at uh, seven in the morning and finish at one in the morning. And wow, it was... Uh, it was intense, but uh, I, I got so I got great training out of it, and uh, decided when I hit thirty that you know like if I want to uh, if I want to make forty I should probably move back home. So, mm -hmm. and uh, my dream was to come back to Vancouver and open up a uh, a restaurant that could uh, uh, be well respected in any major city, and so um, that was the mission from day one. And uh, um, here we are. And um, I've had the privilege of dining at both of your restaurants more than once. But how would you describe the type of food you like to present? Um, I mean, Hawks, Hawksworth, uh, we've just done a, a menu change now. And this is uh, really getting back to what um, I am very, very comfortable with, with, uh, you know, the there, there's little twists on classics mm -hmm. and um, you know, it's about the getting, you know, very, you know, trying to do a little bit simpler that the hardest thing is simplicity. And so, you know, if I'm just going to give you a plate of, you know, beautiful, beautifully cooked um, Haricot Blanc, like just white beans. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I, if that was all I was going to serve to you, it's just some white beans. It, that's terrifying because it's like can because they, they need to be like creamy and the and soft and luxurious and then can't be too salty under season the plate's got to be hot like there's all these variations that nobody really kind of 
thinks about. So that making anything super simple is technically the hardest thing to do because the expectation is, is that, you know, it's going to be perfect and it better be perfect because it is so simple, but trying to get all of those elements aligned perfectly is, is very, very hard. And so, mm-hmm. um, and, and there's nothing better than, you know, like some people will try and like compensate and, and do go overboard and have all of these things on the plate. And it kind of distracts you from, you know, like, well, there's just so much going on. This is amazing. Well, you know, then you start picking it all apart. Um, you know, just try and do something nice and simple and beautiful. And that's what we're kind of trying to do now with Hawksworth is just really um, uh, variations on classics that are um, super tasty and uh, not comfort food, but just, um, it's just going to make you happy. Okay. And, um, and with, and with Nightingale, it's, uh, you know, going back to how I love pizza, um, uh, all sharing, uh, plates and, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we play everything from George Michael to hip hop on the, on, you know, and it, it's a very vibrant room. It's lots of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we had a lot of fun there. That's for sure. Um, you've already mentioned the partnership with Air Canada. It's been since 2015, I believe. And, uh, you're, you designed the signature dishes in their international business class, maple leaf lounges. Um, but presenting food at 33,000 feet, uh, that presents a bit of a challenge, doesn't it for you? Yeah, there's, there's a lot of challenges with that. Um, first off, yeah, you know, like people, uh, in, you know, in, when you're paying a, a lot more for, you know, cause you, you look at the square footage of, of, of what they've got on the plane and then, mm-hmm. they, you know, give these areas up and make it more spacious. They've got a, you know, it's cost recovery. And then there's, you know, um, people that are more attentive in that kind of area. So, um, that costs, everything costs money. And so, um, and so the, the expectation is there and, uh, mm-hmm. all we want to do is, is, is try to, you know, give that best experience we possibly can. And so we're, uh, but yeah, that's, it's, it's very tricky because five, you know, like Halifax, Montreal, Toronto, Calgary, Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And we have those units that have to make our food every day uh, or they were, and it was, I don't know, 3000 meals a day that they would make every single day, every wow. day. And so what product is available across Canada and, um, and is, 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 is as good as you're going to get. Like, so trying to find the product, trying to relay, uh, uh, you know, get those recipes airtight. So like you just couldn't make a mistake. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, you know, that's, uh, you know, I, I, um, uh, really enjoy that challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, uh, and you know, you know, one of the greatest dishes we did was um, we did an eggplant parmesan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I've had it. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, it's a funny. Yeah, you know, I, I listen listen to Howard Stern quite a bit, and um, and they were doing some sort of funny, uh, you know, prank call on on something, and he kept on talking about eggplant parmesan. And I'm driving into work, and I'm going, "Holy shit! Like that would be really, really good to have." Mm-hmm. Um, on and then the, and you know I, 
and it's vegetarian too. And you could add a bit of chili to it. And it's like, Oh, that, that would be delicious. And then, so we kind of figured out how to make that work. It was challenging for the units to make them the, the kitchens because you know, when you're, you're layering all that, you know, cheese and eggplant and tomato and just doing layers and layers of it, and mm-hmm. fresh, uh, you know, chili and, uh, and all, and basil and, leaf parsley and olive oil and just doing that layer 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 and uh, and then when you go to cook it so uh, you probably know but uh, you know like tomatoes really hold their heat um, for an, an inordinate amount of time so you met you know when you've had a pizza that just come out of the you know the the oven and, and it's like almost burns your mouth because it's so hot yep. mm-hmm. that tomato I think the tomato holds heat longer than other vegetables i don't know for whatever reason so mm-hmm. so to try to cool down that eggplant parmesan to make it you know so that you know there's a, a safety protocol like you know it's, it's got to drop temperature in a certain amount of time and um and i was like oh my god i didn't even realize that and so you know you have to go and find like smaller containers to make those <laughs> <laughs> wow jesus <laughs> um are you um so a lot of the, I got to say, a lot of the people who listen to Global Impact are foodies and they travel a lot. Um, are we in for any surprises when we board the aircraft uh, in the future in terms of food? Are you in, in on those discussions with Air Canada about what changes need to be made? Um, there's changes coming. Um, you know, I I think it's really going to be... Um, it, it's really going to hinge on, you know, the, on a vaccine, I guess, to a degree is that, is that, you know, I mean, but you know, I have heard it unconfirmed allegedly, but you know, the, the flu vaccine has got a 19.7% success rate. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what kind of success rate would this have with, mm-hmm. the, with the vaccines for COVID? So, you know, I don't know, um, you know, so if we, even if we did have a vaccine, would that change and say it doesn't change anything. So then, then, yeah, then we're in for some changes for Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I really hope that, uh, you know, we can, uh, you know, we have a very successful vaccine. We can kind of get back to the, to, to what we were doing. Uh, we haven't worked on any, on any, uh, new menus in a, in a little while, Mm -hmm. Um, uh, you know, uh, I think uh, Air Canada is down to like 4% of what they were doing. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's tough up there. Yeah. Um, David, bef- I don't want to keep you too long. I did want to ask you about your, um, your uh, kind of scholarship program yeah. with would-be chefs. But uh, with your permission, we have a couple of listener questions and um, I'd like sure. to play them for you. So the first is from a previous uh, guest of Global Impact, Chef Jenny, We're from way down in Texas. Hi, Chef. So me being um, an African woman that worked in number one restaurants in, um, in my cities and many, many other corporations in the United States as a chef, um, big corporation as Marriott, Disney, I have experienced a lot of... Um, inequality in not just with women also with color so with everything that is going on 
in the world today, how we, how are you going to um, practice equality in your kitchen from now on? Hi, Jeff. So, me being... Okay. Do you want to take a crack at that? <laughs> and, and let's let's assume things go back to normal and fairness to you that, you know, um, we're back at full speed in a year from now. Maybe you could answer it in that context. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, uh, it, it's, um, you know, we have strived for, for many years and for my whole life to make... Uh, 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 to be as good as we can be. And uh, it, it really, um, you know, uh, we just, we, we just want great cooks and people just care about our food and about the customers. And, uh, and I want to be able to, to teach uh, new cooks that are coming in. Uh, great. So, um, you know, we're always uh, relooking or looking at how we hire and, 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 and what we're doing. And we try to find the best people and, uh, it's a nonstop process. We're always learning and always trying to improve. Um, and it, it will never stop. It will, you know, we will always want to have the, the best kitchen team, the best uh, employees and, and, and do the, the best things. So, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it's, a, it's an ongoing process and um, uh, I think we do an amazing job. Uh, we have, uh, uh, you know, a, a fully, uh, stock kitchen of uh, uh, female, male, Asian, uh, just everybody. It's, it's, uh, mm -hmm. it's a, you know, we're, we're very lucky here in, in Canada and in Vancouver, it's a very multicultural uh, city yeah. and everybody lives very well together. And it's, uh, it, it's why I moved back to Vancouver uh, because uh, uh, the, the, the people are great. Uh, it's so diverse mm -hmm. and, uh, and I, 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 I believe that, uh, you know, um, this is some of the greatest, this is one of the greatest places to work in, in the world for that. Yeah. No argument there. I agree with you. Um, and then we had a question from Tamara in Cape Town. Um, and I think this has to do more with the current times that a lot of people have been in lockdown for quite some time. They're kind of reemerging and going back to work. But she had a question about mental health. Let's see if we can cut this one second. Hi, Michael. My question to David um, Hogsworth is um, around mental health. So what are restaurant owners doing to ensure the mental health of the staff um, during this period when um, uh, anxiety levels are potentially still high? Um, and um, people are worried about, um, you know, contracting the infection as much as I do understand restaurants are ensuring that hygiene and safety is up to the highest standard. There you go. Uh, so the question is, what are we doing about mental health for our employees? I, I think, uh, yeah, for your employees, kind of to give them peace of mind. And uh, I think I was reading on your website some of the measures you've taken for staff to protect them maybe you can describe to us what yeah, you're doing well, within our uh our you know our our medical uh system here we we have a, um with our insurance company uh, there is a 24-hour uh a line that they can contact and, and mm -hmm. talk to people um if they have any concerns of, of what's going on um and then also um 
you know, we, we've tried to stay in touch with everybody. Uh, we check in, we have uh, uh, meetings uh, before every service every day. Uh, and, you know, we, we have a, we're a very close group and we keep an eye on each other. We're a family basically. And that uh, we try to uh, look after each other. Um, and, uh, and there's lots of help here in Canada. I think Canada has a great um, uh, healthcare system, one mm -hmm. of the best in the world. And, um, you know, it's, uh, uh, it's a very important subject. And um, uh, like I said before, we, we try to do better and better all the time. Okay, great. Um, part of your coolness factor, David, I think, <laughs> is in 2013, you launched uh, the Hawksworth Young Chef Scholarship Foundation, yeah. annually awards $10,000 and an international, I guess, stage. yeah, stage or internship to boost the careers of young professional Canadian chefs. Uh, that's something you must be very proud of. Yeah, it's it's been a lot of work uh, to I mean, to, for this to go across Canada and have like all the best chefs in Canada on board and help with judging and, and recruiting people to submit their, uh, their dishes and then, um, and then help work, you know, work with them. And, and, you know, what I noticed when I was working in the UK is that, you know, the, the Rue brothers had this scholarship that, you know, everybody mm -hmm. would talk about and, you know, I knew people that would enter it. I would never in a million years enter it because I knew I was going to get slaughtered. And, uh, and I thought, but, you know, I'd love to be in a position that I could confidently go in there and, you know, apply. And, mm -hmm. um, and, uh, they, they it, and I, and I just, you know, cause I worked, you know, kind of across the UK a little bit, but just how everybody talked about it and it really kind of brought the, the restaurant community and hotel community together in some way. And it was, it was, it was quite exciting. And then, um, mm -hmm. when I came back here, I thought, you know, it's such a vast country that we have. And, um, you know, how do we bring that closer together? And, um, you know, we finally um, uh, were able to, uh, to, to, to launch um, the, the scholarship. And we were, this year, we were gonna go to Halifax also mm -hmm. and, and hold uh, one of the regionals there, but we couldn't, we couldn't get it um, done, uh, obviously with, the, with our situation. So, um, in the, um, I mean, I, I'm not sure when it, we'll be able to do it, but you know, you know, we'll, we'll get there again. But yeah, it's it's, you know, to, to, we, we've helped people, you know, mm -hmm. uh, get uh, jobs over in Copenhagen and you know, Stage and Eleven Madison and and and, wow. and then, you know, and and now this group, like I, I was able to take them all to Italy last year, and we went to go see Dario Sassini and. Mm. And, um, you know, I brought a chef uh, from Toronto, Ryan Campbell, who's got a great restaurant called Il Covo. Mm -hmm. uh, fabulous uh, uh, owner operated. Uh, uh, and so if anybody in Toronto is listening to this, uh, your next <laughs> meal is at Il Covo. <laughs> Tell them I tell you. And, um, but it's, uh, uh, you know, I just wanted to see just more camaraderie of, of and, and trying to help because uh, there's there's no support out there for uh you know for this venture right and um you know and if you don't make it um you know there's there's no pension plan there's nothing right so uh you really have to go for it and uh i you know if you're passionate about this i want to help so you you must have a lot of 
connections, personal friends out there in the business to be able to pull something like that off to place young people out there. Yeah, I mean, you know, to give away 10,000 costs, you know, well over a hundred grand, you know, closer yeah. to 200 because you, I've got to have somebody, you know, organizing the whole thing. And then, um, you know, I, but then we've got to fly around and, and, uh, and hold these regional events and, you know, take time away from work and my family, my son, and wife, and, and, uh, and, you know, it, it, it's a lot of work, but we, I just want to see, um, you know, cause like you, you look at, you know, people will travel, to uh, you know, to Italy, to France, you know, even to the UK now to go and eat, right? Well, um, and that should be happening more here in Canada, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And um, and so the cul culinary tourism is huge here. And you know, like if I if I catch a salmon, I I, I give you a fresh piece of salmon. You're not gonna. How can you top that, right? Yeah. Um, and we have so many great products as spa prawns or oysters. Our, dun our Dungeness crab, I think it's the best crab in the world. Yep, uh, they're right here in my waters outside my door. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like, you know, I, I've tried crab from around the world, right? And uh, I think ours is the best. And I'm not just saying that because I'm Homer. It's just like, yeah. it's actually like the, 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 the salinity in our water is very high uh, and, uh, the meat is just succulent. It's mm -hmm. the most delicious stuff. So, um, you know, I, 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 I want to keep what, I mean, I'm being selfish. I want to, we ship way too much of this stuff away yep. and, and makes it way too expensive for, you know, us local people to really enjoy it. But, you know, I, I want to see, you know, people coming here enjoying those products. And, um, you know, I'd love to be able to, serve wild elk meat or something like that you know i think they do that back east there yeah yeah something but uh you know we have great products um and i'm very proud from where i'm from and I, i'd love to see the restaurant community um, uh you know expand okay and, uh, through through that because it, you can only open up restaurants and you can only you know if you if you go and work in in different places around the world and, and get that experience and then and then come back to Canada and make it happen. Yeah. Um, and kind of to start wrapping up here, David, uh, you're a very clearly a very proud Canadian, a Canadian icon even, I'd say. Uh, we've lost many icons to the United States beyond Wayne Gretzky and David Foster. <laughs> Is David Hawksworth here to stay in Canada? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, uh, you know, I, I um, you know, this is, uh, as, as hard as it's becoming, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I truly love Canada and I, I, I I'm, I'm firmly want to stay here. And, uh, um, you know, so I will do everything in my power to make that happen. And, um, I can't think of, a uh, a, a better place to live than Canada. So, uh, oh, actually I could, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know it's, it's, uh, no, I, I love it here. I, I love the space. Um, uh, and the, um, you know, I love how we have four seasons here. Um, I would, as much as I love going down to California, um, and my, you know, I had a, a, a very close friend of mine who was playing for the LA Kings for a while, and uh, and we'd go and see them quite a bit. But I couldn't like you just wake up and it's sunny every fucking day, right? I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, well, that's fine. Well, I'm on vacation, but right. like, 
not all the time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I love like, you know, there's a thunderstorm and it's, and then, you know, like snows and then, you know, it's like 36 degrees in the summertime. That's amazing. And, 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 and the reason it's amazing is because like you want great salads, you want something nice mm -hmm. and light. And then you, you're looking forward to the winter of doing braised items and, um, and, uh, and making something slightly richer and, and, um, and more comforting and all that kind of stuff. So that's, you know, that's mm -hmm. the fun part of cooking. Well, let's see how long uh, Megan and Harry last down there before they come back here to my Vancouver Island. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be back. I, th I, I bet you they're there uh, uh, within five years. <laughs> I think so too. And by the way, they lived up the road from one of, I don't know if you've ever been to one of the greater great restaurants here, the Chalet uh, restaurant uh, run by a very eccentric French guy, but anyway. <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 I've heard of that. Yeah. yeah. Finally, David, uh, you talked about how you're taking care of your staff, and I really commend you for that in these tough times. But what would your kind of motivational message be as we wrap up here to young people, especially those in the service sector and the food and beverage uh, travel sector, uh, to kind of hang on and, and have hope? What would, what would you say to them? Uh, well, I, I would take this opportunity to, uh, this is likely, uh, the worst situation you're ever going to be in other than some apocalyptic nuclear situation. But this is as close as kind of, yeah. we're going to, like, this is the worst it's going to be. I, 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 I mean, I could be completely wrong. I mean, who knows, but um, this is fairly tricky as far as, you know, um, and, and so I would take this opportunity to, to learn as much as you can about something like get into reading about wine or whatever it is, food practicing and spend that, don't waste this time. And, um, you know, it will be back, but you're in a great position now because, you know, you're young and you can, you know, you can take this time and, and learn something. I mean, it doesn't have to be food related. You can learn French or Italian or whatever language you want to learn. I mean, it's, uh, uh, Cantonese, if you can, mm -hmm. I'll commend somebody if they can pick that one up. But, um, you know, it, it's, there, there's, you know, languages that you could pick up and then you can go and travel and go work in one of those countries. I mean, that would be amazing. And that, that will happen, but take that opportunity, take this time now to learn something that will help you in your career later on. Um, cause, uh, it will be back and it will be, it'll be back with imagines. Fantastic. Thank you for that. Uh, Got to say, I really wanted to come down in person and do this with you, but it's a bit difficult to move, but that yeah. day will happen. I'll bring some nice wine I got from the Niagara Peninsula. We're talking about Canadian wine and we can trade tasting notes on it. <laughs> Fantastic. Look forward to it. Thank you, David Hawksworth. Okay. Take care. Our sincere thanks again to David Hawksworth. And of course, we wish him and his uh, team, his staff, and really everyone in that uh, sector during these challenging times. Uh, the best of luck and uh, do not forget to go out and uh, support your local restaurant chef, uh, uh, bars, uh, help them get back on their feet because we really do need them um, as we head into the kind of new normal after the COVID-19 pandemic ends.
Now, remember, there are several ways you can support Global Impact, which, after all, is a listener-supported podcast. You can give it a five-star rating on Apple or any other quality platform where you receive your podcasts. You can subscribe, and you can help support the program financially by clicking on the Donate tab. We also wanted to thank Squarespace, the website building people, for their indirect support of Global Impact. And to Rosewood Estates Winery in Beamsville, Ontario. Honest wine, innovative mead, local honey. You can find them at rosewoodwine.com. Well, that brings us to the end of another episode of Global Impact. Uh, Thank you for spending your time with us. Uh, There will be, of course, another episode out soon in the next uh, few days. And uh, one of the topics we'll be looking at, I know that many of you have uh, retirement or investment savings and uh, a lot of us looking at new ways to save money, perhaps by the way we send money around the globe to friends and family. So um, we'll be tackling that one. Uh, also remember that um, there are a lot of people there still under lockdown, a lot of people feeling isolated, a lot of people mourning or um, dealing with their pain. It does not take much to uh, make their day through a phone call, a text message, or just a really comforting um, uh, set of words uh, sent via email. So do uh, please reach out and touch somebody. I'm your host, Michael Bosicu. See you soon. Ah
Sonny 